What's going on with y'all? You're listening to Yusuf and Bakara with You Periance Podcast, where we bring a global perspective to you. What's going on, Bakara? How you doing? What up? What up? What up, man? Man, I'm I'm just happy to be on the You Periance Podcast. Yeah, I'm excited man. for the first episode here. So I'm excited for this and what we're talking about today. So what's going on out here in the travel space today? We got a good episode for y'all. We're going to talk about how, you know, as COVID affected the travel, different industries and how people can travel during uh, this pandemic and just various countries we can go to and uh, just how it all connects. Mm-hmm. And then also like the vets, the vaccine, that's the big thing. Oh, oh man, the, the vaccine. Uh, actually, like this week, I saw an article that kind of opened a, a lot of people's eyes. And it, it was from uh, Cantus. Did I say that right? Cantus? Cantus, yeah. So it was an article I, I read earlier this week. They say, Cantus becomes the first airline to require passengers to get COVID-19 vaccine. How is that going to affect traveling? I mean, I don't know if everybody's going to be down with that. It can be good, but also it can be bad as well. Yeah. It could attract more flyers because it lowers risk of infection in the flight and it makes people more comfortable flying again. So that means kind of more people on the planes, more people out there traveling, and it kind of lowers the risk of employees as well. Right. And something to add on to that, uh, ATA. Uh, according to this article, ATA, the International Air Transport Association, they kind of agree with what you're saying. It's a way to create a digital passport to provide a vaccine to, to help everyone have a peace of mind and it just be a digital health pass so people can, you know, again, have that peace of mind. Yeah, and um, is the proof of vaccination, some type of app or a little piece of slip in your in your passport that says like, hey, I got vaccinated and protected or something you know whoever invents that and patents that little thing that uh, allows you to prove to the rest of the world they're, they're gonna become a billionaire in a very short amount of time <laughs> Facts. Hey, the whole exactly. world's gonna adopt it the whole world's gonna be on top of that but you know i would say what uh also this article like what joyce was saying that joyce is a she a ceo of a uh, nine news and she's like a big, highly respected person in the travel space. She say if it becomes a necessity, traveling internationally will help. And she says she's been talking to other colleagues around the world. She think it'll be a, a common thing. So she think that other airlines going to follow what Qantas is doing at this moment. Absolutely. Which, this is just the first of many. Like they're all going to start adopting this, not only for you know, litigation purposes, because people are, you know, they want to cover their ass. Like it's, they're, they're trying to get as many people to fill those seats without putting them out of liability and to actually get their profits back up because, you know, the whole world's been hit no matter what industry, you know, there's not enough people out there, there's not enough people consuming, there's not enough people buying stuff. It's because there's a whole pandemic and everyone's quarantining. Everybody's so, quarantined. Mm-hmm. makes sense why it's like, all right, first this one, and then who knows, Qatar and maybe Delta and you know, American Airlines and you know, Singapore. Just the list is endless. I mean, if Delta and United follow through, man, that would be huge. That would be wild. But just from uh, looking from the other side, some people like that could affect them, too. So it's going to start guess, with international airlines first. And then right. the domestic in the States is going to follow. That's what I think. 
because they want people to um, actually go to different countries. And especially with, you know, as you know, Australia, they've been on a lockdown where you can't go in or out of the country for a while. Oh, right. So with Qantas being an Australian company, that allows, you know, Australians to actually leave the country and explore and do some traveling because before they weren't able to do that. But I have a friend in who lives in Australia, who lives in Victoria. He said Qantas been banned for that. So he says they're, they're trying to get unbanned, huh? Right. They're trying to get unbanned. <laughs> so no, maybe they're just doing this as a PR stuff. Like, come on, guys, unban right. us. We're digging ourselves in a hole here. We got bills to pay. Right. So exactly. So that's probably just a PR stuff. Like, hey, you unbanned us. We who can, knows? We can start yeah. get out. So. It's bigger than us. Bigger, we don't know. We'll, 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 we'll a lot see. Of angles. Look at a lot this. of angles. It shows how this COVID has affected just the airline industry itself, and it affected many other industries in terms of the travel space. It's something to think about. That's for sure. It's not just airline industries get affected from this pandemic. We got the cruise industry. Cruise industry. No one's going to be taking a cruise for a while. <laughs> well. <laughs> I feel like the thing about the cruise industry is that always had this solid customer base, like mm-hmm. people who just love cruises. So they're still holding on to that. People are still booking a cruise for years and years ahead. But at the same time, the longer this pandemic goes, it's kind of looking like, yo, what they're going to do because mm-hmm. it's more tight face. But at the same time, I feel like sometimes the cruise and the cruise industry is getting a unfair shake because people are still taking flights. You know, right. people are still taking flights. You're gonna fly, cruise, but you're not gonna cruise, right? You know, you can cruise is a, a transportation, so I mean, you can still do it, but at the same time, it kind of takes the experience away. If you gotta, you gotta put a mask on, you gotta, you know, because mm-hmm. you, when you go on a cruise, you want to kind of get away, everything yeah. is right there on that boat. So exactly, you want to have a good time. So, and I feel like the media has definitely attacked the cruise industry in a way more than the airline industry. Mm-hmm. which is affecting it too. But I do have a friend who works in the cruise industry as well. It definitely affects that space. But wasn't there like a couple of cruise ships where everybody on board contracted COVID? That was where the bad rap came from. That was the beginning. The beginning. Yeah, the very beginning. Like <laughs> the beginning. Back in March, phase. April, people were coming from, you know, uh, Asian countries and coming from different mm-hmm. Caribbean countries where, uh, one person had it, and since it's all inclusive, everyone's seeing everybody on a daily basis. It just got spread like wildfire. Just everybody, even the employees, the workers on the boat, were getting it. So, right, had to be on a, a crazy quarantine for like 14, 14 days, or I think it was like a month. I'm not sure, but yeah, they had to like really isolate as soon as they got off the boat. But I would say this: it won't be bad getting stuck on the ship. Did you get free food? <laughs> happens when they run out they can't, they can't they, pour they, anywhere <laughs> no they would get free food they would get everything they would get it was good yeah they they, they would get free food and everything when they was on that court team the people who did get stuck a little bit but also too that's the that was the beginning phase of that the COVID people didn't know what to expect yeah. either I hope they bounce back for sure because they definitely got like a, a bad rap absolutely it, got, it definitely got a, it got a bad rap it's gotta get some time yeah, yeah, it's going to need time and they're going to have to, but due to anything, I think any industry, it always adapts. So for instance, yeah. what I've seen that they're cutting more buffet, you know, they're cutting the buffets out. 
where you got to stay in line instead. You got to order in because there's diff- you don't have to eat the buffets and uh, they, they're making sure you check your temperatures and stuff like that. So there's they're adapting to the pandemic. And speaking of buffets, think about the restaurant industry. Think about those buffets that got mm-hmm. taken out. A lot of mom and pop stores, a lot, a lot of mom and pop restaurants got shut down permanently, which is really pretty sad. A lot of the chains survived, but all over the country, all over the world, like the they got hit the most. Those, you know, low key spots that only have a few employees. Like so think about we say all over the world. So we say, imagine traveling internationally, right? And you try to go to the restaurants. How did it affect that? Yeah, when I was in Mexico, I feel like uh, when I went to a couple of mercados, like uh, markets where they have a bunch of either, you know, produce or little kiosks of food, depending on the mercado that I went to, some of them, like good half of the little shops for restaurants were just closed down. It's just gated. And then a couple of other ones were just like here and there, you'd see and some open ones and some closed ones. So it's not operating at 100%. Definitely mm. it's being hit internationally, at least from my experience of just Mexico so far. We can say the same thing in the United States too. State, state as well. It's like they're doing a 50% thing. Yeah, different states are doing different things. Um, some states, everything's open. Some states where it's, you know, takeout only. And others are allowing dine-in. So it's state-specific. How do you feel about the entertainment? Oh, my goodness. Oh, it hurts. It hurts. (laughs) Because that's part of traveling. Sam, I just want to go to a sporting, the Olympics. Yeah. I want to go to an NBA game. I want to go go to the NFL. (laughs) I can't even go in a game. And speaking of the vaccine and just entertainment in general, like I saw Ticketmaster as well. I saw Argo Ticketmaster is looking to do the same thing, do like a digital pass where you might have to use the vaccine. Where I'm like, ah. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know how that's going to fun with everybody. I feel like people need sports <laughs> to yeah. change the way to get into the game because I feel like that's what sports missing right now is where it's not the same. It's not I don't the same. Yeah, there's fake, it's fake people in the stands. Right. Like fake cheering. <laughs> like, right. It's, it's, it's not the same at all. Yeah. And, and then just imagine the Olympics. <laughs> like, bro, no, like, how are they going? There's no unity. Like, what would they do the next year? Olympics. That's really be the the main thing on that one. Tourism. I mean, if you go to a different country and you're trying to see the sites, you're trying to see pyramid, or you're trying to see a museum. Uh, my experience in Mexico. Uh, I just got back uh, a week ago. I was there for a month. And my experience in Mexico City, for example, majority of the museums were closed. What? Um, yeah. Um, Fine Arts Museum, uh, Archaeological Museum, a couple of art museums I wanted to go to, some anthropological museums. Had, uh, there was a huge amount of museums that were, the majority of them were closed, as I said. So, and not only that, museums, but just kind of attractions. Like you want to go to a waterfall. When I was in Puebla, there was an agua, I think an agua caliente that was... That was closed, and there's a few other attractions that I just went, and I was like, "Ah, oh, man! <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I got to come back now. <laughs> this is extra incentive for me to come right back to Mexico and experience it fully." 
So for travelers out there, definitely do your research. Make sure the places that you really want to see are open and things do change. Just go on their website or, you know, ask someone uh, that you know that might be from there or just, you know, Google around. Uh, There's definitely a forum out there either on Reddit or some website or travel advisor that'll be up to date and let you know that, hey, this place, this attraction is now open or this one's closed until further notice or this one's closed until, you know, next month, whatever it may be, right? So do your due diligence and do your research before you go out there and um, find out that it might be open or closed. Yeah, because that'd be the worst. You waste a flight. <laughs> you buy where you buy a flight and you go all the way you go to another country yeah. you want to go see something certain in there's clothes oh, I bought a flight to Egypt to see the pyramid of Giza <laughs> oh it was close that would be the worst like I, I would be so upset what we do on this podcast is uh, we promote informed travelers. Uh, we like to let people know, hey, do your research, and we're, we'll let you know what we know. But uh, you have to do both. You have to uh, definitely keep your eyes open, go online, you know, ask around, because you always want to be informed when you travel. That's facts. And I would say this, too. I would say how COVID, the pandemic, has positively affected travel in a way I believe people mm-hmm. are going to more nature yes. type of travel. Yeah. Like enjoying the nature more. Because really when you're out in nature, you don't you we as human we need to be around nature. Mm-hmm. I was uh doing some dives. Uh I really enjoy scuba diving. I'm still a beginner. I've only like maybe eight, nine dives uh under my belt. But I went out there to Mexico and did a dive in Isla Mujeres and then a dive in Cozumel, that Mesoamerica reef. And the Cenotes dive, the reason why I mentioned that is we were the only one in the Cenote, which is basically an, an, a sunken underwater cavern. So think of it like a sinkhole with that's interconnected uh, under the land. All these little underwater caves are connected with waterways tunnels and things like that right Right. we were the only ones in that thing and that was because of uh, covid so it's definitely a good thing if you want to get back to nature you'll be out there with very limited uh, other people there so you can enjoy it more there's not so many people being loud and just being obnoxious you can you can really reconnect fully on a deeper level Mm. and you you won't have to worry about COVID in the water, right? Lines, yeah. You don't have to worry about yeah, crazy lines and <laughs> trying to get into certain places. Yeah. It's crazy. You say diving the island, just just going on hiking, like different hiking mm-hmm. places, right? Yeah. Like even even if you're traveling within the United States, there's so many nature landscapes in the United States that people don't even realize. Yeah. Our national park system is out of this world. That's, I think that's one of the best things that um, the government's done for this country is the National Park Service. There's so many national like parks that are just gorgeous. Uh, there's uh, Utah is, wow. I, that, <laughs> Ion I, and Canyonland and Arches. And, oh, man, the list goes on and on. There's so many national parks there that could... I, if I was an American, if I was, you know, coming from a different country, I would fly to Utah 
just for the national parks and then leave. <laughs> like that's how incredible Utah is. So definitely uh, it's got so many, so many different types of landscapes there. It's, a, it's almost an, an alien like <laughs> landscape there. It's like stuff that I've never seen in my life that I didn't even know existed. The arches you're just like, this was naturally made. Like how? <laughs> like, so yeah, for sure. Um, America has a lot to offer in terms of nature. It's very underrated. It, yeah. And I, and you know, it's funny. I heard a lot about Utah. Like I heard Utah is really, is a beautiful state just gorgeous. to explore. Gorgeous. Like drop dead gorgeous. Like everywhere you drive, every national park I went to, it's just had its own charms, had its own beauty. And wouldn't that be a way for people to travel in, within the state? It's just mm-hmm. even like, even yeah. they, you know, still kind of not comfortable going on flights, but do road, Go on a road, road trip. trips. That's Go what on I road did. Trips yeah. around the United States. This is the chance to explore the states and see what type of things they bring here yeah. in the United States. I feel like a lot of people don't know about the, a lot of United States geographic landscapes. We have everything. We have jungles. We have desert. We have things like Utah. I don't even know what that landscape is called. <laughs> we have, you know, just amazing types of we have tundra and forests and mountains. And you can go from one state, go snowboarding, skiing, and then fly to a different state and explore the rainforest, the wetlands. And then from there, go to Cali and go to the Death Valley and explore a desert. Like, it's just... Okay. Dang, that can hold, that's like right. a whole that's like a whole episode itself. See the media the media likes to uh you know portray a certain picture of a mm. place, you know, just like Mexico. Right. You know, what, what Americans think of Mexico, unfortunately, is that hey, the negative stereotypes is cartels and Cancun. That's that's all and maybe that one scene in 007 when they had the Day of the Dead parade. You know, oh, Muertos. So that's all people really know is beaches. Oh, I'm going to get kidnapped and party. Oh, yeah. Cancun, you know, but there's so much in between. It's incredible. Like I had no idea that Mexico had volcanoes and just landscapes that were just out of this world, beautiful mountain ranges and the most gorgeous beaches. Like shout out to Oaxaca State in Puerto Escondido. That's my favorite place in Mexico, hands down. I went to four or five states and nine, 10 different cities, towns, villages, and Puerto Escondido tops. Beautiful place. But yeah, just like I said, um, you have to do your own research. Don't just, you know, whatever stereotype you have about a country, don't believe it. Because once you actually look into it, ask people from there and start getting deeper and deeper and digging and diving a little bit deeper into a country, you'll realize that, wow, this is nothing like I imagined. This is nothing like I was led to believe about this country. So for mm. sure, dig into a country and you'll see the beauty of it. Thanks. So when you were in Mexico, what about uh, Tulum? Tulum? I'm, I'm saying it right, Tulum? <laughs> Tulum, yeah. <laughs> what about Tulum? <laughs> I, swear, I swear, I see Tulum on, on Instagram. That's all yeah, I see. Tulum's the spot right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I see on Instagram, Tulum. Everybody That's the new hot spot. <laughs> Everyone's in Tulum. I don't blame him. When I was there, I was just like, this place is it. This place is real cool. Dang. But, you know, it's crazy, though. It's like I was reading an article earlier, like in the beginning of the pandemic, it actually got hit with 
like they was worried about the tourism dropped due, due to COVID. Of course, you know, the beginning, yeah. they really on it. It was like oh, it, was an article. it was in April, wherever. So it's kind of astonishing to see Tulum make a comeback in a way. Did it ever make a comeback? Wow. Or did like, it come it back? From, from zero to, wow, 100. Like, right. Well, it make everyone a comeback. is like, popping. Like, people don't talk about Cancun no more. Like, all I see is Tulum. No, nah, no. Nah. Tulum is the new Cancun. Like, like what, why is but I don't understand. Why is that, though? Like, what, what, how did it become the spot? Like, how did people just say, hey, this is this the place that we, we have to go? This is where we need to. This is where we need to go during this pandemic. It's fun. It's safe. You can have a good time. Like, and like explain your experience when you was there over there. Like, what, what, why did it stood out to people? What, what do you think? What would you think the main thing? I like Tulum uh, mainly. We're there mainly to dive the cenotes. Uh, just the nature of beauty of it is just out of this world. The beaches, uh, the water was just turquoise and. Beaches, sand was just white. Just, it felt amazing underneath your toes. The weather was perfect. There was a, a ruin that was overlooking the water. And that was just gorgeous to learn about the history behind that. And it's like a little town on the Caribbean coastline. It's, it's known for those beaches. And it's got uh, some, it used to be actually an ancient Mayan port city. And it's got like a couple of castles there that overlook the water. And it's just people there are vibing. Like it's a, it's a cool little, little environment there. People go there and they just kick back, hang out, do the partying if they want to, do the nature if they want to. There's a little bit of everything there. You know, whatever you're looking for out of your vacation, you can find it alone for sure. You know, it's not super expensive and it's open for tourists and it's safe. That's what I feel like mainly people, when they think Mexico, they're like, I'm going to get kidnapped or I'm going to get news cartels and blah, blah, blah. No, um, I never once felt at all like I was in danger. And I asked so many other people um, what their experiences were. I had a little kind of a, a Q&A session with people I came across like travelers from all over the world. And they, they were telling me like, Hey, this is, this place is nothing like we thought we were on edge. We were kind of like paranoid when we first got here. And then we kind of melted into the place and realized this is a vibe and this is nowhere close to being dangerous. Of course, be aware, you know, of course don't be dumb and like, you know, do reckless stuff. But I mean, for them, it's like any other place, you know, you just gotta be aware and, it's, it's very safe, in my opinion, and according to firsthand experiences of a good couple dozen people that I talked to about, you know, the whole area. So there's nothing really to worry about in Tulum in terms of safety. Of course, be aware, just like any other place in the world. But don't let um, things that you hear in the news or things that you research disregard. Allow you just, just disregard that stuff. Still be safe, but Mexico is not how you think it is. It's nothing like, oh, cartels and blah, blahs. Go there, enjoy your time, get on the beach. You will have some of the best time of your life. Is, is, is Tulum the only place that you've, you heard that people are going during this pandemic? Or is like other places 
we think uh, people have been traveling. So what was the, like the main spot? Like if you go on Instagram, you and I were talking about this right. uh, a little bit while ago and like everyone's there. <laughs> like that's the hot spot. You know? Everybody's there. I'm like, Crazy. damn. Oh. I'm like, damn, he go to I think that's what's happening. Like, like see, I need to go to Tulum, man. Oh, now you see, you see, yeah. you see a, a girl on Instagram take a photo, she had to move. Okay, all right, I might need yeah, to go. If you search Tulum on Instagram right now, you'll see like thousands of people just tagging themselves there and it, it's, a, it's a vibe. Tulum. Uh, my, my personal favorite place was Puerto Escondido, like I said. It's just, it's a little off the beaten path. That's the type of traveler I am. I'm, uh, I liked Tulum for what it has, but the way I travel is I like to kind of um, get away from most people and just kind of uh, do my own thing, be on the beach, kind of do some surfing if they're surfing, which <laughs> Puerto Escondido has eight beaches, you know, and it's a huge surfing town. Uh, you can go there as a, a pro surfer and you can go there as an amateur surfers. So, and it's right next to the mountains, so it's a little bit of everything. Mm. Yeah, that was my favorite place. I recommend people to go there, but Tulum is great too. I would, if you can do both, <laughs> you know. Well, like, uh, where, did you fly into Cancun to get there, or were you? How do you to get there? Yeah, so I flew into Cancun for <laughs> two hundred sixty dollars round trip. Uh, there was a layover, but I didn't really mind the layover. But uh, right now is a great time to travel to Mexico. Just the other day, I was checking because I like Mexico so much, I wanted to go back. I was just like, oh, what are the prices like in? late January, February, you know, when it's like the coldest. Right. And I was seeing flights for 170, no joke, 170 round trip. It was a layover, but whatever, you know. <laughs> and it's, um, I think it was on Spirit, I believe. But hey, whatever, whatever you have against Spirit, as long as I get there, I'm all right. I don't care. For I'm not going to complain $171 to, to get to a whole different country back say less so, hey that's that that's a steal that's still for that's real still I, I like I travel on a budget <laughs> right that's a, hey save money right. I, I don't blame you i don't blame you at all you know it's crazy too like due to like all the the traveling and the tourism right tulum is looking to build an airport in 2023 like uh yeah in Tulum yeah twenty twenty three I can see that for sure all the traveling I guess a lot of people go to Can- Cancun so. yeah because so Tulum uh and Mexico uh, I mean Tulum and um, Cancun are a few hours away so you have to take some type of shuttle or a bus or something it's not like easy to get to once you touch down from Cancun you're gonna have to hop on a bus or some type of you know, arrange it with your hotel if they have it. Or just, you know, just look up the local transportation. Super easy. You know, you don't need to be fluent Spanish or anything like that. I'm not fluent Spanish at all. And I had no problem getting around Mexico, you know. And that's surprising. So really, you was good. Yeah, it was fine, man. The language barrier is not as big as people like to make it out to be, especially with technology these days. You know, Google Translate or whatever Translate app. I think in the newest iOS app um, for Apple users, they built in like a translator for all languages. So that's definitely a thing. You don't even need a third-party app. 
there's a lot of options and body language is something that's universal you know you can, right. you can say a lot of things with just your body um, and if we go to Mexico they're used to they're used to tourists from English speaking countries especially Americans because so close geographically so um, there a lot of locals speak a bit of English depending on where you are like if you're in touristy areas like the Yucatan Peninsula, Cancun, Cozumel, Island Mujeres, of course, Tulum, and Mexico City on a, a slight lesser basis, Puerto Escondido for sure, um, Oaxaca, the city. Uh, they'll definitely, like, a lot of people will speak a, a tiny bit of, of English, if not a lot more. So it ranges. Well, I'm, I'm looking forward to going to Mexico myself. So going back yeah. to Mexico, going Let's back go. to Mexico myself, especially got to check out Tulum. I haven't been to Tulum, but I'm I'm definitely going to go check out Tulum myself and, and see what's the the hype about and see why it's real. The hype is deserved. <laughs> so, so travelers, if you're listening to this, if you get anything from this podcast today, this episode, check out Tulum. Mm-hmm. And, then and Puerto up. Escondido. Oh, of course. Yeah, you said. <laughs> you got to say what, 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 what is it? What is it? You got you, you to slow, slow down a little bit. Say, say it one more time. It's the southern part of the state of Oaxaca, which Oaxaca, I had no idea how to say it, but it's spelled O A X A C A. So <laughs> when I first got there, I was so ignorant. I was saying Oaxaca. Cause I thought the X was a, a Z sound. <laughs> right. So people started saying Oaxaca. I was like, Oh, so that's like an H sound. Oh, I felt, <laughs> I felt so silly, but I eventually uh, figured it out. <laughs> but yeah, it's Oaxaca. It's in the state of Oaxaca, Southern, Southern Oaxaca. And, uh, it's right off the Pacific ocean. Yeah. Repeat that one. That's Puerto. Puerto Escondido. Escondido. It's called so, the, it's the hidden port in English. Ah, okay. Well, well, listeners, you hear you gotta say one more time. You said where do they have to go other than Tulum in Mexico? All right. So from Tulum, you gotta go to Puerto Escondido, and then I also like the so there's a state of Oaxaca, but there's also a, a city called Oaxaca. So go north in the state of Oaxaca to the city of Oaxaca. And then I also like this small town called Puebla. It's a few hours east of Mexico City. Amazing architecture. Just the most beautiful churches that have been there for hundreds of years. The government buildings and just, man, like the, the level of detail on the walls and on like the different doors and things was just stunning. Just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, Mexico, uh, outside of the tourist areas, has a lot to offer in terms of history, in terms of culture. I've learned so much about Mayans and uh, different indigenous groups. It's just, the list goes on and on. It has a lot to offer. It's not just, in terms of food, too, it's not just tacos. (laughs) 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 So it's like, once you get to Mexico, everything that you thought you knew about it, will be shattered. Absolutely. So one out of 10, what would you rank it at? It's hard I mean, to rate. It's hard to like, rate, but I'll give it a solid nine. Okay. Solid nine, yeah. Basically, that's a must. It's a must go. 
I was just so surprised. That's the thing. Like, it just shook me. I was like, whoa, this is amazing. I mean, I, I, I knew Mexico was going to be great, but I just, when I got there, I didn't know how, how great it would be. So, yeah, I give it a solid 9 out of 10. It's hard to rate a whole country just because there's so many different types of people and different... Mexico's a huge country and there's so much to do and see, but I I think I'd be comfortable with that nine. Yeah. Okay. Well, listeners, you hear from Yusuf. If you want to travel through the pandemic, one of the places you can go is Mexico and then, of course, travel through the United States just locally. That's just Mm -hmm. one. But there's many different ways but well, we actually will talk there on the next episode, but this actually wraps it up. And we just want to say thank you for listening to your parents, uh, a podcast for people that want to explore the world and make traveling part of their lifestyle. And don't right. forget to follow us at your parent on all platforms and check out next week podcast. Brand new episodes dropped every Sunday, every Sunday. That's Again, cool. my name is Bakara and this is Yusuf. We hope so, this brought value to you and have a great day and continue exploring the world. Be good, y'all. Peace. Peace.